Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, and thanks for taking the time to download the Glasgow is Green podcast, aka GigPod. It's episode three, and I'm your host, Stevie. Remember when Lisa Simpson's world was overcome with joy and emotion? only for it to be robbed so quickly when the substitute teacher, Mr Bergstrom, was replaced by a fit and healthy Miss Hoover. That's how I now feel. Hamish Carton's cameo is over, and Rizzo is back. Hi Stevie. Thanks to uh, my good pal Hamish for subbing for me the other day when I was unavoidably detained, let's say. But uh, nothing else much to say about... (laughs) Nothing else much to say about that game the other night, except it was... Really, really bad. What did you think about Hamish's performance on the rebooted podcast? I thought he'd done well. I've been on podcasts with Hamish before, which I would plug, but unfortunately, we're on a break now, so we can't do the podcast. But uh, yeah, Hamish done well, so. But I'm back in the back in the saddle, just like Celtic. <laughs> right. Well, you did say Celtic are back in the saddle, and indeed, we recorded a four-one win at Fur Park, and all is now well again. Oh, is it? I don't know really. I, I mean, I said on Twitter that the game didn't really tell us anything that we didn't really know already. Mo Johnson, Alien Usi, and uh, Tom Rogic, my favourite player, are our best players in there. The defence still looks ropey as Aiton, even though Ayer came back, was a bonus. And Neil Lennon probably shouldn't have been a manager. Okay, we'll move on to talk about the defence and the game itself very soon. But when the team was announced, was there any surprises for you pre-match? When Duffy was announced as drop, did you expect it or were you like, oofed? Shocked at that? Well, I was surprised because you know how uh, Lenny said after the game the other night about a culture change? I was thinking, well, that mean, that must mean that like four or five changes for the other night at least. But it was only two. I had a feeling I might come back and I wasn't surprised Duffy was dropped because he was absolutely garbage that night. I was a bit surprised that uh, Griffiths didn't start. I thought that Edward might get dropped because he was poor that night as well, and he just isn't playing well this season. 
but I was a bit surprised that a Jetty came in. I thought either one of Brown or McGregor would get left out because they're toiling now, really. But Lennon stuck with him, in fact. Stuck with him, in fact. I thought David Tumble would play, but no luck for him. He's still not getting a chance yet. It's not often I can say I'm wrong, John, but I did actually say with Hamish on Friday that I felt Callum McGregor was going to be dropped for wee tunnels. It did see that. Seem... <laughs> I did, and I was wrong. <laughs> uh, Brown and McGregor were indeed the linchpins in midfield. I wouldn't exactly use that word, but they were trusted, and we got a result in the end. But I really expected to see David Tumble for Callum McGregor. Never happened. Uh, and in the end, I guess, no matter what team Lennon put out, the result, you can turn around and say it's justified. Mohamed El Yunusi, yet again, running the show. An absolutely class performance demonstrated by his hat trick. John, did he shut up the critics in style after the <laughs> drama queen antics during the week from certain ex-players? I felt bad for him the other night. I mean, he shouldn't have looked at his phone, but that was just blown out all proportion just to try and cover, I think, for the dreadful result on the pitch. And he's too good a player not to be in the team. I mean, he scored, what is that, 10 goals already this season? I mean, last season... He's already, aye, he's already beat last season and like he scored seven, he was out for three months. Uh, he's The goal that impressed me the most was uh, his header because you don't really expect that for a pull at him, but it was a great finish. But we've already in some trouble this season, but we'd be in real trouble if it wasn't for Ilgunusi and my favourite player, Tom Rogic, who were both brilliant today. Can Celtic break the bank, say to Southampton, look, he's running right up here, he loves the club and offer Southampton something in return, either money or a certain player, maybe Cham or something, I don't know. Jinx Celtic could maybe do a wee deal with them for El Yunusi. Well, I think we could, but I don't know if he might want to try his luck again in England, after it didn't work out for him the first time. I mean, that's what Fraser Foster wanted today, and it's no worked out for him. So maybe he'll have a look at that. Um, I doubt that Southampton would want Jam because he's no been as good as we hoped he'd be. I don't think he'd end up in the Premiership. I don't know. I mean, we kind of... Maybe they'd want Eddie and we could do deal with that. I mean, I'd rather we didn't say Eddie, but he's been off for the season as well. So, we could do a deal, but it depends on loads of things. It depends on, you know, say it depends on who our manager is. depends on if we're still in a mad virus world where we can't spend much money. You talked about his third goal. I was impressed with that too. See, when I watched it in real time, um, I thought, decent header. See, when you see the leap and the power that he put on it, reminded me of Cristiano Ronaldo. It was really impressive. Definitely the pick of his goals. Oh, that was a really good goal. Actually, done well for the first goal as well, if you think about it, because that was like a sort of forwards instinct to get in for the rebound. There is no, like, technically a forward. But it really is excellent now. And I hope he doesn't have to go on international duty because we don't want any him to have like an injury or anything. Try and get that get that cancelled Celtic. Now, I was suspecting Barkas would be brought back in for this game, um, especially with Bain after he conceded four goals. I'm not saying all of them were his fault, but a goalkeeper conceding four goals and a horror performance at home, usually you'd expect to see the keepers getting rotated, but Bain still stayed in. Um wasn't he too clever for the Motherwell goal? Not saying he was at fault, but a lot of people, for what I saw on the Twitter timeline, were saying Barkas would have saved it. Do you agree with that one? Just don't know what to make of Celtic's goalkeeping situation now, and I don't think the manager knows who's, who knows who's number one 
either. I mean, I think Barkas, he's yet to have like, a defining game, if you know what I mean. Like, if you look at games like Foster had, obviously these are like sort of big examples, but Barcelona and Rangers, just to name but two, they were like standout games. The thing is, in the games that Barkas played, he didn't really have a lot to do with them, which I suppose is to be expected because we are usually on the attack, but he moved in the day them that well, and that goal gave away against Rangers, their first goal, that I think will come back to haunt what a lot of fans think about him, no matter if they want him in goals a day. As for Bain, wasn't he great with a goal a day, but that was more the defence's fault. I don't know, really. <laughs> what, what, what do you think, Cody? Because I'm, for once, I'm at a loss for words. This is very simplistic. You've put me in the spot here when you it's me asking the questions. Thanks I know, but I've, I've turned it in its head. You have. You have done a, you've done a worked shoot. <laughs> I think... You have to be patient to January, I think, because if he's still rotating Bain and Barkash, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes and we spend again in January for a keeper. You've got to remember, though, Barkash has come in, right? During a pandemic, he's came to a new country, and on the back of it, he was a winner for the UK Athens, and he's a Greek international. The guy's not a diddy, man. He's came into Celtic in extremely real times, and the pressure as well this season. It's, he wasn't going to get a chance just to settle so quickly. It's a case of... You know, you're in, you're the number one, prove it, um, <laughs> or you're out. But at the same time, it's not just down to Barkas. That happens with a lot of players at Celtic in general. It doesn't matter about your reputation. As soon as you come in, you're expected to put in a performance because we're expected to win every week. If you're a goalkeeper there, it's the same. Um, it's like when Craig Gordon came in, there was a lot of question marks about him going, is this guy fit enough? He was also training with Angels as well, of course, which raised some eyebrows. But Gordon eventually adapted to being the Celtic keeper. He lost some howlers, especially in the dialer season two, but he eventually grew into the jersey. And I'm wondering if it's just, it will take Barkas some time. He's obviously still in there, but he's obviously still a bit shell-shocked as well now. No doubt got the impression that Celtic, as a club, have got their act together and he's came in at a time <laughs> when we've not. I don't know what's happening with Bain because I've never truly rated him as a, as a goalkeeper in general. I've always thought his distribution was good. It certainly was great under Brendan Rodgers, but I mean, there was once today, John, where he got the ball and he just rushed a punt and he gave it right back to Motherwell. He would never have done that before under Rodgers. He would have went and found a short pass or would have played to somebody in the halfway line. His distribution was always decent under Rodgers and honestly, it's like the now he's just been told when he gets the ball, rush it, punt it, put the opposition under pressure. Instead, he is just keeping the ball. I'm guessing what's going to be vital is either goalkeeper really has to have a run of maybe three or four games with, with a clean sheet. The more we're conceding goals, fans being as fickle as they are, especially in social media, John, will point the finger and always say keepers should be doing better there. And if it still continues up until January, and bear in mind you're going to have the defence really unsettled to be the keepers chopping and changing, Aye. I wouldn't be stunned if we went and even get a, a loan deal again for a keeper. I mean... Foster's still at Southampton and not getting a game. If he'd wanted to come back, he would have came back. And I know that I Celtic were desperate to get him back, and no wonder. No, I think his time... You can never Celtic's... say never in modern football as well. <laughs> Especially at Celtic. No, I just kind of see him coming back. I think it'll probably be a muddle, really, until January. I think it'll be Bain probably for the time being, but if he makes a mistake, then Barkers will be back. So, I don't know. It's a bit worrying that we're chopping and changing 
in goals and in defence, and that's probably one of the main reasons why their performances have been so ropey. Performance today wasn't actually as stunning as what the result would make out. Was 4-1 a fair reflection on the game for you? I, I wasn't actually worried. I always thought we'd win the day because even though we're in bad form, was it was 1-1 and 6 before the game. We have got much better players in Motherwell and in most games in Scotland who are individual talent or wins the games. So, like, even though things are a bit dodgy in the always thought we'd win. And as you say, it does look good in paper. But it is still concerning that we're giving up too many chances. And the manager won't get a lot of time with the defence because some of them are going international duty and they'll be back, like, maybe on a Thursday before we play Hibs, which is on a Saturday afternoon. So, I don't know. I think we'll need to talk about the defence because even though Duffy was dropped, it still does look dodgy at times. Well, I've conceded a goal at Far Park one way or another. That's ruling out, saying they were solid. I don't think they were hugely under a lot of trouble today because Murrowell didn't have anything but I said watching the game if that was a really good team and they just had a couple of strikers that weren't absolute idiots then we would have been in a bit of bother Murrowell did everything right certainly in the second half they was very similar to the Aberdeen Cup game Murrowell had so much more of the ball they put in cross after cross that we seemed to be defending pretty desperately at times and there never seemed to be anybody in the second half that could really put their foot in the ball and just take the pressure off us. Murrowell seemed to be getting the ball back more and more. And see when they did score. What was quite strange about it, right, was see what we do to other teams, John. Aye. Takes part of pride during the week. They were 2 nothing up against us. We applied a lot of pressure. We got a goal. And then they just went right up the park and scored. We did that today to Motherwell. It was just a case of what I feel is inferior teams or teams that are not riddled with top-class players go through... Games like that where they're so on top, they get the goal, and then all of a sudden it's just one wee bit of lapse of concentration and the other team will take advantage, and that's what we did today. But I have to say, you thought about the defence. El Hamid's ball in was an absolute beauty for El Genesee, and it's good to see him back. He took a bit of a doing after Ferenc Faros, but I think El Hamid now could be getting a bit of a run in the team because did you see that tackle on Frimpong? That was terrible, aye. It was a... one of the biggest red cards of the season, but uh, Andrew Dallas thought differently. Did you see what Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson said about it? He said that it wasn't a red card, something like that. This is actual quotes. If he caught him, he caught him, but there's no malice in it. I know Devante Cole, and I've never seen him make that kind of tackle, so it would be hard to say if there's any malice in it. Now, I'm sorry, but when I saw that tackle, it was a blatant red card, and he went to do for him, Pong. And if Frimpong, if his leg was like, if it wasn't at an angle, that's going to be a horror tackle. Um, even worse than what it was. <laughs> it was and, a horror tackle. Aye, but now Frimpong is going to see himself sort of out for a wee bit of time because of that. That was an absolutely terrible tackle. And I've no idea why Dallas didn't say the wolf apart from the fact that he's a poor referee. But it's not even like, like we, I thought we were like 2 nothing up at that time. I mean... It wasn't like the game was in the balance. I mean, I just don't know why he done it. Why didn't he say them off? It was a terrible decision. And for one of the few things I agreed when you learned about is he said it was a definite red card. Absolutely terrible, terrible decision. But of course, I doubt it had much will happen. You'll get Dallas will probably get the next big game. We're in the cup final, so. Uh, Stephen Robinson has been here before. 
if you remember, he had that clown, Ryan Bowman, who broke uh, Fabio Cardozo's nose at Hamden, and then he came out <laughs> basically saying, I'm not too worried about MDSAs. We're a physical team, but we aren't dirty. Um, you also had Ryan Bowman, who was the guy who went through Kieran Tierney at Celtic Park, remember? Yep. And huh, they're also against fair play, because mind the, and Rogers, I think, last game, uh, as manager, they, they we put the ball out and they scored for that, and everybody went crazy. Remember that? That's right, at Celtic Park, we eventually won 4-1. We did, aye, but huh, no. So they're dirty and they don't, they don't respect the unwritten laws of football. <laughs> but, John, they do we very quirky three social media tweets and they'd go on about how uh, wonderful it is, how football can bring everyone together and they can talk about how, you know, we all live in a, a society, is the joke I would put it. They do my head in, quite frankly, and it's always good to beat Motherwell. Okay, right, I'm going to ask you a question again this time in the, the John Ask the Questions segment. Do you think there's any way back for Shane Duffy? Because... This start has just been unbelievably bad. And I feel sorry for him, but it's been really poor. Well, it would be very childish to say Bolt, because until Julian comes back, we actually need him. I know he's been terrible. <laughs> he's not looked like a professional whatsoever, but we still need him. We need something to be here on a ball away sometimes. I don't... I mean, after today, I reckon Lennon will probably... Lennon said before the game... He was taking them out of the firing line. But I think Lennon, that's just a, a politician's answer. I think even Lennon's been going, big man, come on. This, these performances, really no good enough. And I reckon you'll see, until Julian's back, it'll be higher and beat on at the back until we get more injuries, no doubt. Uh, or COVID <laughs> problems after this international break. I was slightly concerned when we bought him because he couldn't get into the, the Brighton team. And Brighton only looks sort of a great team. But they're still an English Premier League team, so you're thinking, oh, well, he knows what it's all about. He's a big fan. He'll be right up for it. Uh, no doubt he is, but I don't know. It just, it just hasn't worked out for him. That just happens with signings. I think we are much better with Ayer and Julian, and I think Julian's maybe be back after the international break. And do you want to hear a sort of interesting fact? Yes, I do. Wait, 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 wait. is that about comic books? We've only kept nine clean sheets this season, and... Ayer or Julian have played in every one of their games. We've played twenty games and kept That's nine clean sheets. We've played twenty games and kept nine clean sheets, which is nowhere near good enough, really, for a team like us. Especially when we look across the water and we see well, that's the that's not the water of Ireland, by the way. Probably the internal <laughs> water of Glasgow and the, the of the Clyde. <laughs> Christ, uh, when we look at Rangers and their clean sheets they've got. I mean, again, they kept another one today. The goal difference is now plus 34. Did you see that today, John? I hope we're plus 32. I don't feel that far behind. No, we are plus 21. <laughs> we're 11 goals, like 12 goals behind. Oh dear. Yeah, indeed, yes. That's why, I, that's why I raised this. I don't want, I know we don't talk about Rangers, but they've conceded three goals in 14 games. We've conceded 11 and 12. Now, normally 11 and 12 is no bad. But it is bad this season. Aberdeen have actually conceded the same amount of goals as us. God. Well, we get them the title now. Well, we've we've played two games. They've scored 37 goals, and we've played two games left, and we've scored 32. So I would imagine that by the time we play our games in hand, we'll have scored more goals in them. It's just keeping the clean sheets, as we talked about. I think we'll have to go with Ayer and Beaton just for now then. Um, and hopefully, as you say, when Julian's back... 
him and Ayer back in the team. The clean sheets are returning. And we've got a inform number one then and a settled number one. And we can maybe sort of look up and stop moaning all the time. And well, social media can be a wee bit less toxic. Well, I know. Social media being less toxic. I'm on it, so <laughs> that's not possible. However, what is possible is the end of this show. It's got to always end sometime. But before we go, John, let's remind ourselves we do have another international break. Are you up for it? Are you bored of it? And if you get any hope for Scotland? For once, actually, I'm up for one of the games, the playoff against Serbia. I mean, we're both old. Do, do you actually remember Scotland being in the last World, the World Cup? They were last in 98. I do. I remember I was, as soon as I, it was in first year at the time, came out of school. My mum and dad took me to the clockwork. Uh, I was too young to have a swig of beer, but it was on in the clockwork. It was a carnival atmosphere. Um, and of course, Scotland did their usual, getting beat in the most glorious way possible. Well, was that against Brazil? It was indeed. When Thank Celtic, you, Thomas Boyd. A Celtic TV hero, Tom Boyd, scored an unfortunate one goal. No, I mean, it would be good. Some of my family members, like my cousin, they're, he's like, I'm tart an army foot soldier for his sins. So he's like well up for it. And it would be good to see Scotland back in a tournament. I mean, what was that, like 23 years it'll be since we were last in one? And like, apparently... Some of Serbia's best players won't be able to play due to travel restrictions, like placed by their clubs in Italy. So that's a bonus. And I think some Celtic players will play. McGregor will play. Uh, I think Griffiths will be involved. Christie, I think it will start. You never know. Right, uh, Lee Griffiths could be Scotland's national hero on the Thursday night. After being Chris Sutton's own personal villain, <laughs> what a resurrection that would be. How many times is Lee Griffiths going to be back? More than this podcast, John. Oh, very good. Well, that, I thought that Chris Sutton thing was daft as well. I mean, oh, I loved Chris Sutton as a player. Absolutely. One of my favourite ever Celtic players, but ugh, I don't know about Mr. Pundit. I'm sure it'll be hot that a guy, a guy in a Celtic podcast that reads comics, is hot that he's not a big fan of his punditry. I actually saw him in Forbidden Planet the other week, John, so he he might not be the only grumpy comic book reader in town. However, I'm going to stop there. I don't want a feud between this Hallow podcast and Chris Sutton. I've had enough feuds on this bloody podcast. This has been episode three, and I'm your host, Stevie. I'm going to say cheerio, and we'll talk to you next time. John, say bye to the wonderful audience, please. Thanks to everybody for listening, and just like Celtic, we'll be back soon. Speak to you later. Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.